Why do you love running? There's so much that I love about running. Everything. That runner's high. The excitement of winning the race. You can do it anywhere. I can make a list of like a hundred things. You get to see so much on a run. Just being able to. The joy of finishing the race. You can just get into a, a rhythm. Really good, positive people. Being around and meeting other people who also love it. The freedom of it. I have become friends with so many motivating and inspiring people through running. And it just can provide a lot of happiness to a lot of people. There's just so much to it and it just makes me happy. Welcome to the For Love of Running podcast. I'm your host, Jeremy Stevens. As a runner, I've coached and ran races on the roads and trails, covering distances from 5K to 50K. Each episode, I share my love of running by having interesting conversations with runners of all ages and ability levels. This is the story behind the miles. To stay informed on the latest episodes, follow the For Love of Running podcast on social media. Connect with us on Instagram at For the Love of Running Podcast and Twitter at Love Running Pod. Join our Facebook group For the Love of Running Podcast and let us know why you love running. man, I ran a mile this morning and I'd go through the rest of the day already having that sense of accomplishment and it made the whole day go so much better for me every time I did it. Hey, what's up guys? Today my guest is an old friend from college that I haven't seen in a number of years. He runs to raise money for the American Cancer Society. Many runners around the world fundraise for a specific cause. I hope you enjoy learning more about his story and how he runs for a cause. Welcome to the For Love of Running podcast, Charlie Grugan. Hey everybody, how you doing? Thanks for tuning in. I'm super I was super excited when I, you know, saw Jeremy was putting this podcast together in general. I have not gotten to listen to any yet, and I'm actually kind of glad I didn't cuz now at least I'm not worried about uh living up to any of the previous episodes. Like <laughs> And the cool thing about this, Charlie, is that you reached out to me, and that's what a lot of people are doing. Yeah, They have these really cool running stories, and they're just saying, hey, I have a cool running story, or hey, I know this person. And that's the best way to learn about how we're all connected through running, and it's really great. So I kind of want to start back maybe earlier on, or maybe, I don't know, I don't even know. We went to college together. We graduated in 2007, Seven. Yep. right? So that was like 13 years ago. I did not run much at, in college. I was like more towards the end of college, after college thing. But how did you start getting involved with running? Honestly, like it, it was a pretty much the same timeline for me. Like I, I had always hated running um, in general. Uh, it was always my least favorite part of any sport I had played. But then my senior year at college, uh, one of our friends, John Kolesnik, came up to me and said, hey, the college is forming a new swim team for for men. Like they had never had a men's swim team before. He was like, you want to do it? And here I am like pudgy college senior, like hadn't really taken care of myself. And on a complete whim, I just said, yeah, why not? I've never, I never swam competitively before. And I had no idea how much work it was going to be, but man, it was intense. And, you know, I ended up being in the best shape of my life that year. And even my grades got better that year. Like I ended up with like a 4.0 GPA at the end. Um, and it was really just because of the amount of time and commitment that it took to, to be on that team and, and put all the work in. It, it forced me to be better at time management in general. Um, so it was really, really good for me. 
but I had started doing something with the team uh, for the, the women's squad and the men's squad where we would have workout days that weren't in the pool and we would use the gym facility on campus. And after everybody did their lifting routines, I would get everybody to go and run one mile. And that was kind of like an initiative that I led with them just to, you know, do something else besides swimming and lifting, you know, let's do some running. And we only did, you know, a mile. That was it. And everybody complained about it and everybody hated it. But I found it to be like, I don't know, really energizing. And I would feel like, man, I ran a mile this morning and I'd go through the rest of the day already having that sense of accomplishment. And it made the whole day go so much better for me every time I did it. But then that, that swim season came to an end and I was like, man, what am I going to do? Like, I'm in the best shape of my life. I really want to stay motivated. How am I going to do it? And that's when I discovered the Broad Street Run uh, way back in 2007. And it's a 10-mile run in Philly. They hold it every year, the first Sunday in May. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to sign up for this. And this is going to be my goal. And this is what's going to keep me going. You know, before I knew it, like, I was getting on my long run days where I'd be like five to seven miles at a time. And I never believed that I'd be able to run like that. It was really, I was really proud of it. You know, I I liked talking with people about it too, because I don't think anybody in my family or friends ever thought I'd be able to run like that either. So it it was something that was a real source of pride for me and it kept me in shape and it just, you know, kept me, kept me safe. So the, the day of the run came, the first Broad Street run, and I don't think I've been more nervous in my entire life. I really didn't know what to expect. Uh, you know, I know I had done the training with a group of friends who had signed up with me, so I wasn't doing it alone. But I remember that that morning I made a deal with my legs and I just looked down at them and I said, all right, if you guys get me to the five mile mark, I will let you walk the rest of this race. All right. Like, let's just do that. That'll be enough to prove to everybody that I can do something. The day pretty much transformed my life forever. And it was mostly because the way that the city of Philadelphia showed up to cheer. There were bands that were set up. We were running past a lot of uh, Baptist churches that are uh, in on the northern section of Broad Street. And they were just getting out of their services for the day. So the entire choirs were coming out in their full robes, garbs, and everything. And singing and just belting out this most beautiful music. You know, just cheering on all the runners. From that day on, I was hooked. You know, I got to that five mile mark and I was like, yo, I'm feeling good. I'm going to keep running. And I got to finish the whole thing without taking a break to walk, which, you know, was just such an incredible feeling by the time I got to the end. I I felt so accomplished and was just so grateful to the energy and the fuel that was provided by the people from the city who came out to cheer. I did pretty good for my first race. I finished in an hour and 47 minutes. So I was at like a 1045 minute per mile pace, which, you know, wasn't, isn't my fastest. I've, I've gotten a lot faster since then. Uh, and I've also had periods where I've gotten a lot slower since then too, as I'm getting a little bit up there in age now, but I've continued doing the broad street run every year since. And I've done, uh, five different half marathons as well. And, uh, not last year, the year before I signed up for and did my first triathlon which was really, really a neat experience too. That's an amazing first story. Like I can just hear it in your voice and I'm sure the listeners out there can hear it in your voice. You're kind of like reliving it as you're telling it. So it's a very memorable thing. Yeah, my my heart rate is 92 right now just sitting here talking about it, you know? 
it's super popular. There's a lottery. There's thousands of people that do it. Yeah. It's known as a fast, flat course down Broad mm -hmm. Street. Mm -hmm. Very popular every year. Very difficult to get in. So the first year that you participated in each year that you followed, were you running for charity or fundraising in the beginning? Or did you get in through the lottery? When I first started, there wasn't a lottery system yet. And I think there was maybe like 30,000 to 40,000 people running it. And I think they're upwards of like 80 to 100,000 people that run it now. I think that's where they cap it. And that's why they do the lottery system. But once you get to a point where you've done it 10 years, you're automatically selected. Like you don't have to go to the lottery anymore. But every time that you, you, you know, pay for this run, sign up for this run and do it, all of the proceeds for it have always gone to the American Cancer Society. So from the first event on, like I didn't really do it for the purpose of fundraising. That was just kind of like an added bonus. But in the past couple of years, I became friendly with some people uh, out here in Chester County who run a, an organization called uh, Team CMMD. CMMD is a reference to Christine Myers. Uh, she's a, a medical doctor in the region here who sees a lot of cancer in families and, and she started up this fundraising group. The Team CMMD running team has become like a really huge subset of the team determination for American Cancer Society. Uh, and what we do is, I forget how much exactly we pay, but we, we don't have to go through the lottery because we're signing up through this big group. But we have to pledge to raise at least $500 by asking for, from friends and family, hey, can you give me like five bucks, you know, whatever you can afford. It's going to a great cause. Um, and as soon as we hit the $500 mark, that's the minimum, you know, we're, we're going to be running, but you know, we pledge. So like, even if I don't hit that mark, it's fine. I just pay like whatever's left to get up to the 500. It's just really making that commitment to get there. Sure. So why did you select this charity or why does it, why is it close to your heart? Was it your friend that motivated you to get involved or was this something like, I love this race. Why not open an opportunity for it? And then, Hey, on top of it, I'm doing something positive. I'm, my money is going towards, you know, helping fight cancer. You know, I've had a lot of people in my family who've been affected by cancer. A lot of people have passed away due to cancer. And, and the year after I started running with Team CMMD, my mother was diagnosed with uterine cancer. So it was, you know, really heartbreaking because, you know, she had just gotten to meet my son for the first time, you know, uh, my two-year-old Brody. And she was so excited to become a grandmother. And then a few months after that, she got that heartbreaking news when the doctor sat down with her and said, hey, yeah, you know, you, you've got a tumor um, and it's cancerous. We were very lucky. You know, she had a, a simple procedure to have it removed. Uh, they got everything and, you know, we didn't have to go through a long, drawn out battle with chemo or anything um, post-op. post, post -op. But she's, she's been cancer free now for a little over a year. That's amazing. We, we were, you know, one of the lucky ones. So now it's an even more personal cause for you than maybe it was in the beginning. Yeah, it is. You see when you're running all the people who are on my team or the greater uh, determination team from uh, American Cancer Society, they have these ribbons that, that you get and um, they're different colors. I forget what exactly what they're, but I think red ribbons are for people who have died from cancer that you can like dedicate your run to. And white ones, I think, are people who are currently battling cancer. You write the people's names on these ribbons and you attach them to the back of your shirt. And it basically is saying, I'm running for these people. Like, this is why I'm doing it. This is my why. Like, that's why I'm here. And that's why, you know, we do all that hard work to train to lead up to that thing, too. So it's no longer conversations with your legs. 
that that you're having to have. No. It's you're running for other people, those other people and those memories. Right. Those are the things that push you. Yeah. That kind of reminds me just you're a baseball fan every year. Like I, I think it's like the all-star game. They have like stand up for cancer and they have people write on their signs, you know, yep. who do they know that has been affected by cancer? And it's really hard for anyone to not think of a person to write down on that list, oh, yeah. whether it's a friend, a family member, it's such a huge, huge disease. And there's so many different types of it. So anything that you can do to help work towards finding a cure, that's, that's pretty special, I think. Yeah, it's a terrible thing, but like it will touch everybody in some way in their life at some point. Right. So you just mentioned a few of the memories where you're talking about the different color ribbons and things like that. Can you think of any other specific memories when you've done these races or when you've you've fundraised that you kind of can recall from running for this cause? There's another uh, 5K race that happens every November that Team CMMD organizes, and it's called This Run is Personal. So it's the, the trip run is what they call it. And what you do when you sign up for that 5K, you provide a list of names of people that you're running for. Throughout the entire 5K, they have signs up that say, hey, this person is running for, for you know their mother, their uncle, their brother, their sister. And the, along the entire route, um, you're just seeing all these names of people who have been affected by, you know, devastating factor cancer. It's great because there's a lot of good camaraderie between everybody who's on our team. You know, you see a lot of hugs. You see a lot of crying. You see a lot of team members who, uh, you know, get diagnosed with cancer themselves and how, you know, this, this whole CMMD organization comes together to help the family who's struggling through this. So anything that we do raise in excess of the $500. The $500 goes straight to the American Cancer Society. Anything that goes above that, because you can you know, go beyond your goal or set your own goal, goes to Team CMMD, and they help just support families in Chester County who are struggling with this. So they help by providing like meal trains, all that kind of stuff. And, and it's a really uh, you know, wonderful thing that Team CMMD does to uh, you know, just support individuals and families who are, are struggling through through cancer. Charlie, that's a good point because a lot of times people donate money or they fundraise and they're not sure where the money exactly goes. So it sounds like you have an idea of like, hey, this part goes to American Cancer Society and I'm guessing that goes towards cancer research and those things. Yeah. And the other portion goes to the families and friends and those people that are really in need because it takes a huge toll on those families. Yeah, and it's great because you get to see it, the um, help that you're providing by raising this money. Running is obviously now a big part of your life and fundraising and working for a cause. So how do you think running has changed you from maybe when you were a college athlete as a swimmer and then post-college, it's become, sounds like a regular practice in your life. How's it changed you as a person, now as a parent, right? As a husband, as all those things. When I'm in training and like I'm getting close to the event and you know my long runs get a little bit longer I have to again it comes down to like I have this thing in my life that I have to, I'm committed to that I keep doing just like I was with the swim team my senior year I have to get better at time management and it just forces me to be better at time management so you know on, on Sundays which are usually my long run day I'll try to schedule like go out for my run when I know my son is going down for a nap so I don't leave all that burden on on uh, my wife Audrey to just be there alone with him and taking care of him all the time. I'm constantly having to like balance like life and running 
all the time. Sometimes it goes well. Sometimes it doesn't. Sometimes it does cause uh, some tension because my wife hates running. She just won't do it. So it's not even like something that we can enjoy together. I haven't found a way to get her hooked on it yet. I'll put it that way. <laughs> There's still time. Yeah. I will say that like, I think it keeps me very centered and focused. I know a lot of people and, and every once in a while I'll go running with people and, and it's great. You know, you can have a good conversation and just have an activity that you're doing with somebody outside, getting fresh air, you know, getting to know somebody a little bit better. But I do prefer, I think, going for runs on my own because that's kind of my thinking time. That's my time to uh, just kind of realign myself and just kind of be alone with my thoughts or no thoughts at all, just doing something and keeping my mind quiet while doing it. Uh, I think it's been very beneficial for me for like managing just, you know, the regular anxiety that comes with day-to-day life. Sure. It gives me that time to pause. I can connect with that in a lot of ways. Um, Sometimes it's nice to run with other people. You can share really great deep conversations that you might not have if you're going to get a cup of coffee or something like that. There's something about running with someone for miles and miles and you're doing it and maybe not making eye contact. You really open up sometimes yeah, more than maybe you would if you're getting coffee or something like that. And then it's also nice to have that space to clear your mind. So when you do go running by yourself, do you like to listen to music or podcasts or do you just let your mind go? I have to listen to music. I do. I think the only time that I can get away without having uh, headphones in and listening to music is when I'm at the day of an event and what I, what I, my soundtrack during those events is uh, it's all the people, all the people who have showed up to, to show support and cheer you on. I, I don't need music when I'm, I'm on a big event day, but when I'm out by myself, got to have the music going. So it sounds like before you were talking about the importance of running, how it's helped you stay centered and you've been very flexible with taking care of your son and balancing those things. Trying to anyway. I don't always, it does, it's not always successful. <laughs> sure. I mean, yeah, because what if your son doesn't go to nap right away and yeah. you know, you kind of have to be flexible. Sure. Yeah. I think that's an important thing. When you make that commitment, you have to find time to schedule it in. It's not always easy. Right. Hey, when can I fit this in my day? Yeah. I mean, I run very early in the morning. I didn't used to like that as much, mm-hmm. but now this is perfect for me because there's nobody out there. It's my time. But Sometimes it's nice to sleep in too. Yeah. And a lot of times I'll find like what I do is I wait until my son has gone to bed for the night and I'll do my runs at like eight or nine o'clock. You know, I always make sure I have the reflector vest and all that stuff on and I can be seen. I even have a string of uh, battery powered Christmas lights that I usually wear when I'm doing my dark early morning or dark late night runs just to bring a little bit of a festive cheer for anybody who sees me go by. That's awesome. One of the things that we had talked about, like as we were organizing this, is you said that you at some point decided to manage or host a 5K race. Can you explain that a little bit? Sure. There's a small beach community that I've been going to my entire life. Um, and actually, my, my dad did, my grandfather did. You know, we're, we're like third or fourth generation going to this place. It's a small private beach, beach community, little tiny cabins. Uh, right along the Chesapeake. My cousin and I, when we were younger, started organizing events to keep people entertained down there. So we would do like a luau event out on the beach, different dance stuff. Like he's a, he has all these uh, DJ equipment. So we kind of created this like uh, recreation committee 
for all the community that's down there. A couple of years ago, I decided to organize this run and it was really inspired by my, my father. My father's also a runner. I remember when I was younger watching him run thinking, man, that's dumb. Why is he doing that? Like, <laughs> but now like I get it. Every day that he's down at this beach community place, he does, it's like a six mile run that he does. He runs out from the gates of our beach community on the highway. Um, it's uh, White Crystal Beach Road. He'll run three miles out and then three miles back. And I've got a lot of family down there. So everybody knows my dad is Uncle Charlie because he's Charlie as well. So I decided in honor of him doing that all the time, uh, we did half of it. And I call it the Uncle Charlie Run. That's a great name. <laughs> So it's a 5K that we've been doing uh, every year for the past three years now. This will be the fourth year. And I usually do it on Father's Day weekend. Uh, it's kind of like my Father's Day gift for him. And it's great. He feels like a local celebrity the whole day because of it. You know, I, I made medals, organized it. We usually get like somewhere between 20 to 25 people to do it. So it's a pretty small group. But, it, you know, it's it's still fun. And it's a I, I was thinking about taking it larger and opening it up to like one of the towns that's down there. But, you know, some of my friends who run it, they came up to me and they said, listen, we love how small this is. Like, let's keep it small. And I was like, okay. And then maybe I could, you know, organize something larger that would be separate. We all love the Chesapeake Bay down there. And uh, that, that's what all the money goes towards. So I think, I think I charge everyone $10 to sign up. You know, I ordered bibs. Uh, I have a big inflatable uh, finish arch that, you know, we end right out on the beach. All that money goes directly towards the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. So the first year that I decided to do this, you know, I, I reached out to the Chesapeake Bay Foundation and said, hey, you know, I've got a small community that I'm thinking about organizing this 5k for and I want you guys to be the beneficiary. And they set me up with like a, a website portal where we could do uh, the fundraising right through it. So I didn't have to collect the money, people could go online, they knew exactly where the money was going to. And they sent me like, all of this incredible swag, like the Save the Bay bumper stickers. I don't know if you've seen them before, but they're the blue and white ones um, have like the little seagull on it. But they, they sent me uh, things that I could put together, little race packets for everybody. That's incredible. Which was great. This very small event, it's kind of turned into having all of the parts of a larger event like a Broad Street. Oh, yeah. I mean, you even have a finishing arch. That's pretty cool. Like Yeah. You know, we uh, worked with one of the Wawa's that's down there. For anybody listening to this podcast who is not, you know, on the, on the east coast of the U.S. or the Philadelphia area, Wawa is like a, just a convenience chain that's out here. I worked with them and they donated pretzels and bananas. So you even have a post-race spread. Oh, yeah. That's really cool. Yep. Yeah, it's fun. It came together great. And, and my cousin who I like organized some of those events with, he's, he's not much of a runner, but he sets up all his DJ equipment and stuff at the finish line. So there's like music blasting as people are coming in at the end. It's, it's great. One other thing I was looking into was getting like a, a uh, race clock to have at the, the finish line. Man, they're expensive. Yeah. Like they're on a tripod and they're big and, and they're really visible, but they're kind of ridiculously expensive. So I'm a software engineer by trade. So I was like, you know what? This is ridiculous. And I, I just made like a, a web-based race clock. I don't even need to be there at the finish line for it. I just set it up, have it on a big, uh, big TV, just connect my laptop to it. And I'm three miles away at the starting line. And I have this thing written that it knows the race starts at nine o'clock and it just, boom, starts going. So we have like a little race clock down there and everything too. So people know, you know, what their finish time is and all that. Sounds very legit. That's awesome. So what's it like being a race director? It sounds like really fun. You've worked out almost all of the parts uh, to, to this. What, what does it feel like being a race director? What has that experience been like? Because this is a number of years you've done it now. How many years have you done it so far? Uh, three years and this will be the fourth. 
Okay. How's that kind of progressed? It's good. I think the first year we had 18 people running and last year we had 25 or 27. So, you know, it's got some good growth and most people are like repeat and and everybody there knows each other. So on Facebook, what starts happening like in the spring is people start to taunt each other like, hey, I'm going to beat you this year at the Uncle Charlie run. And they start posting, you know, their their treadmill when they're done running and like how long it took them to run a 5k and they're like all competing with each other getting each other amped up and excited and really kind of pushing each other to train um you know to be the best runner they can be for this one day where we run a 5k on father's day weekend (laughs) it's a lot of fun one of my cousins his name is doug he started running because of the uncle charlie run and he's like gone crazy with it now like he goes down to disney does all the runs in disney that they do through the park and you know he's got his daughters doing it with him and you know it's become a really fun activity for them that sounds like a really special thing so it started out small it's gotten a little bit bigger but it still has that small feel but you almost make it have all of the perks of a big race which is that's special that's hard to find in a small local 5k Yeah. And I think what I really wanted to do was put something special together for people who haven't run in an event like that before and bring as much of that kind of uh, euphoric feeling that I got from my first Broad Street run. Try to have as much of that kind of stuff there for them so that I can share that experience with them. That's really cool. So it's the Uncle Charlie run and it benefits the Chesapeake Bay Foundation. That's correct. Very cool. And it's in June, so so Father's Day weekend. Yeah. Let's get into a few final questions here sure. before uh, we end our conversation. So I feel like we touched on a lot of different things, but we mentioned before, uh, you know, you've done a variety of, you've done 5K, you've done 10 milers, you've done half marathons. Do you have a favorite race distance? It, it really depends on the, the time of year. Like I love all the training that I do for the Broad Street Run. Uh, and that's a 10 miler. And I, I think that's just a fantastic distance. You don't think that the extra 3.1 miles that you tack on to turn it into a half marathon would make it that much more difficult. But, you know, it's, it was surprising to me the first time that I did a half marathon, how much of a difference those three miles make. I, I like the 10 miler, but then when I get into summer and it's a little bit hotter, I really start focusing more on speed. And getting ready for a lot of the 5Ks that I do in the fall. It depends on the time of year. It's seasonal for me. I like the distance training. But then when it does, you know, like I said, get hot, it's nice to focus a little bit more on speed and less distance. If you could run a dream race anywhere, what do you think it would be? I had the opportunity to go to Phoenix, Arizona back in October for the first time. And I had never been in a desert before. And I was just so geared up and ready to just run through the desert um, while I was training. And I had a couple days where I got to do that. I think it would be, I mean, it sounds awful, but as long as there's enough water stations, um, you know, an early morning run in the desert, like a 5k, I don't think I'd want to go any further than that in a desert, but I think that would be a really incredible type of event to have. The climate definitely plays a huge role out there. Yes. They have a ton of trails out there, but it's very dry and hot and you just have to go at the right time. Early morning. (laughs) That sounds like a unique experience yeah you talked about your transformation into a runner as you kind of took your fitness from from college swimming into life after college Mm -hmm. thinking back on your your journey what advice would you have for any new runners who are starting out now be patient with yourself 
when you sign up for one of these races, it's not a race against people. It's, it's something that's kind of like a lifelong thing for you. What you really end up doing is like you're, you're racing yourself. You're trying to better yourself every time you go out there. And, you know, be patient with yourself, um, be kind to yourself, listen to your body. Um, you know, if you're not feeling it one day, don't get too hard on yourself because, you know, there's going to be another day where you go out and you kill it. So there's going to be good days. There's going to be bad days and take them as they come. Uh, and, you know, don't take yourself too seriously with it. That's great advice. It's a process, right? Getting getting in shape and getting fit as a runner, it takes so much time. It doesn't take just three months. Yeah. It takes years. And especially if you want to make it a healthy practice, stick with it, listen to your body and adjust. That's really good advice. And even beyond, you know, it being a, a physically healthy thing for you to do, it's a mental health thing too. Uh, I think it really gives you that time to, to pause and reflect. But at the same time, you know, you learn how to treat yourself a little bit too. So like I was saying, listen to your body. You know, if you're pushing yourself, it's, it's good to push yourself, right? Um, it's how you make yourself better. But if you push too hard and you're not kind to yourself, um, you know, you're not having fun with it. So work at your own level. Everybody runs differently. And, you know, don't, don't push too hard. Push just enough. But don't make it so that you're not having fun because then you'll never do it again. Well said, for sure. All right. So the final question is one I ask all my guests. And usually I kind of wait until, until we've gotten into the conversation. So why do you love running? I think I love running because it proves to me that I can be something that I wasn't. Life wasn't completely etched in stone and written for me. Like you're going to be this one thing and that's what you're going to be. Running was something that was not on my radar at all as, as I was growing up and becoming a young adult. And then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, boom, like I made a decision to change like who I was and what I was capable of. And it, it just kind of proved to me like the non-permanence of your state in life. Like you can always, you can always change like what you are and what you want to be. I think that's a great place to end our conversation. Charlie, I really want to thank you for your time today. Thank you. This is fantastic. And I want to um, direct people to some information on where they could learn more about the American Cancer Society and some of the things. So where's a good place for them to find maybe some of that stuff online and, or follow you on social media and learn a little bit more about it? Um, well, you can follow me on Instagram, Fa, and it's spelled C-H-E uh, hyphen... E-F-F-E. And I usually post things like when I'm running, I'll take pictures and, and put it on there. Uh, I'm also on Map My Run. I use Map My Run for um, from Under Armour um, all the time. Uh, like I use the, the run coach on that to figure out what my training is going to be. And it's a great social platform there too, where you can share information about like how your run went. You can sh show pictures from your run. And for the American Cancer Society, uh, you can you know learn more about them at cancer.org. And then more specifically, if anybody in the Chester County area or somebody who's not in the Chester County, Pennsylvania area uh, is interested in, you know, what Team CMMD does, you can find out all about them at teamcmmd.org. Thank you very much, Charlie. I will link all of that information down in the show notes. Yeah. I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast today, learning about fundraising and running for a cause. Thanks so much, Charlie, for coming on the For Love of Running podcast. Absolutely. Happy running, everyone.
was a really fun interview. Charlie and I went to college together and hadn't talked in years. It's funny how life gets busy and takes you on different paths, but somehow running brought us together for this conversation. I really liked what Charlie said about how running gave him the ability to change and transform his physical and mental health. Also, it sounds like running for a cause and fundraising for the American Cancer Society is something that has really shaped the person he has become today. As always, thank you for listening to this episode of For the Love of Running podcast. In a time of physical distancing, we can still connect online. What's your story behind the miles? If you like what you're hearing, please share this podcast with your running community. Until next time, I'm your host, Jeremy Stevens. Happy running!